This is so cool. So this is Taco Tuesday Girl. Hey, I know her. Yeah. Um. This is not boring. Um. I agree with that. Um. My long form unedited conversation. I love it. All right, man. Jesse, thanks for joining me. Of course. How are you, buddy? Are you cool just jumping into it? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I kind of like doing this better than... I mean, we're just going to talk Doing anyways, the small so, talk and then yeah. jumping on the mics. So I feel like it's better yeah. to do it with headphones on. Yeah. You know? It's more normal. Yeah, exactly. It's very, very <laughs> More normal. natural, yeah. 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 Haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been... On. I, mean, I think it's been like three years since we saw each other. But uh, I was just looking and it's been ex- almost exactly five years since you came on this podcast originally. Do you remember really? that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like how I want to angle this interview, I feel like a lot of people, especially me, are really interested in your story personally. Mm-hmm. Just because of like the journey. I've seen the journey that you've taken. I mean, like I saw you five years ago. That was kind of like right at the beginning of Nelk, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you had you had a channel before that and you were making videos for a couple years, but that was like right at the start of like the hockey stick, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So I watched you go through that phase and then I kind of watched you start to sort of phase out and, you know, kind of evolve personally. And then now I'm watching you in this new journey with Sunday and your creative agency. And I feel like I'm really intrigued by that, you know, that story of growth. And I think other people are too. So I just wanted to, that's how I kind of want to frame this is just going through since you last were on the show and talking about like, you know, just the lessons you've learned along the way and like why the decisions you made and like why you decided to, you know, phase out of Nelk and all that stuff. Is that cool? Yeah. 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 I'm good. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just one massive like chapter is what I look at it as. Like I've kind of said that like in like a, like an Instagram post, but, uh, yeah. And I don't like regret any of it. It was all dope and it was all sick, but like it, I just did that. And then it got to a point where this next chapter just made so much more sense. How did it feel like when, you know, Nelk first started taking off? Was it was like, did that kind of feel like this is inevitable? You know, we've been working so hard for this. Or was it kind of surreal in a way when things started like really working? I think it was a bit of both. Like it had moments where it was like, holy fuck. Like when it was, you know, going off. But I think majority of my whole life has been uh, like a trickle effect. That's why I've been able to keep pretty level headed. Because it's like, even when I was, I I don't know, I was like, 15 i did this show on mtv that we sold to like my friends and it was like got a little taste of you know canadian like very small but like got a taste of it there and then did youtube for like seven years and built that whole thing and that was even like a grinding and fucking slowly kind of growing had a moment where it kind of popped but uh yeah and then now doing what i'm doing now and it's just it's also it's cool to kind of feel like i've been there done that i've experienced everything it feels like yeah and now i can just worry about like what i want to be doing every single yeah. day yeah yeah that yeah. makes sense and uh and not look at it, it became a little bit for me too much of a numbers thing i don't know if you can relate to that ever yeah but like if that makes sense but yeah. whether you're talking about like value money wise or views wise or it's just like what are you measuring success and then what are you also measuring yourself with um not to get like deep but it's no, like, no, no, it's like yeah just and then also it just got to a point where like I just wasn't happy. So I was like, okay, well, what am I waiting for? You know I feel I mean? like it totally depends on what type of person you are as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I'm a little bit more of a 
analytical left left brain person. So like numbers has always been kind of what motivates me at the end of the day. It's like numbers and strategy. I'm also like obviously a super creative guy. Yeah. So like I want to make sure to honor that part of my brain too. Otherwise I, I don't really feel whole, but I feel like, you know, you are much more of a creative person. Yeah. Probably. hundred percent. To the point where it's kind of hard to um, navigate sometimes. That's why I built like a, a very small team that all cover a part of that, that maybe I need help in. Yeah. Because I feel like I, I wake up or I'm working on this and I'm like, it's almost like a bipolar thing. I swear. It's like weird. Like I like, I'm so like working on this, excited about this, excited about this, excited about this, but like, it's also, I have to like learn to just focus on certain projects that I'm yeah, doing. Me too. Like I get, I get to, that too. I say yes to everything. <laughs> I know. So yeah. do I. And I try to do way too many things at the same time. Yeah. And so I end up kind of throwing myself like 40% into a lot of things instead of 100% into one thing and making sure that it's great. Yeah. And then it always kind of feels like my mind is like bobbling between each one. Yeah. That's what, I mean, I, I've used uh, like whiteboards and like I'm very visual, I've noticed too. Like yeah. I have to, I could have 50 projects on the go, but I need to have them all like laid out and where they're at, like at each thing. So that then if I'm going, hey, we're diving into this for the next hour. I can like fully open up like that binder that will like what pull up where we're at on that project oh, and like cool. start working on that project. It's kind of like, you ever listen to Lex Friedman? Yeah. Like have you ever heard him talk about how he schedules his day? Yeah. Like, I kind of getting into that as yeah, much yeah, as it's okay. like kind of robotic, but yeah. like yeah, his, his daily been, routine is absurd. It's insane. I listened to that. I think last Christmas holidays, I listened to that. And I, it was like inspirational for me, but at the same time, I was like, "Yeah, not go, don't go too into it." Insane. He's like, 4 p.m. Have feelings for ten minutes. Ten feelings off. <laughs> back to running and push-ups and pull-ups, and then, like, he'll just go out. Like, the amount of like just you know a AI like work that he's doing during the day, and then he's like, "Okay, I went for a fifteen mile run as a break from work." Yeah. Which is was insane to me back then. It was then. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's pretty insane. I do enjoy his podcast. Sometimes I feel like he's a little like monotone and slow. I weirdly like it though. Do you? It's I like, know it is a little it's re- re- relaxing. It's easy to like uh like just soak in. You yeah, know what I mean, like, you can yeah, hear yeah. everything that's yeah. happening. But what was the moment when you kind of I don't know, started to realize that, you know, you wanted to go a different direction, I guess. I think I noticed in the videos, like, cause I, yeah. like, I watched all of them and it, it did seem like there was a time there where there was a moment where you kind of like started phasing yourself out. You started being in less videos and the commenters were always like, Oh, where's Jesse in this one? Yeah. Um, so it was like noticeable from the outside that you were starting to do other things or there was something going on. And I, that was just you like kind of removing yeah. yourself. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't even like pur- purposely, I don't think, but, uh, it kind of goes back to what I was saying with like, um, when you hit a certain point, it felt like, why, like, why am I going to do anything that like, I don't like want to do or I'm like, why am I unhappy? Like I should just be happy and still work, you know? And, uh, and I found a lot more happiness in like product development and fucking a lot of just the business side of it too. Right. Right. And, and you also kind of outgrow the content that we were making in a way. Like I, I honestly still have a huge love for like, 
I guess if you call it prank or whatever, but like hidden camera, like when it's yeah, really course, set yeah. up like a show, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Andre style yeah. or Jackass and shit. Like I, I'm still probably gonna do that stuff. Maybe not every week and whatever. Like even when I did shithole, it was very uh, it was like a series I did, and it um, I couldn't do anything else. Like I tried to do it, but when you're running a uh, seven camera, like hidden camera thing, and then you're going to like post production and you're doing like. It no matter what, it takes up ninety percent of your time trying right. to do a show like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's only so much post notes you'd probably have to give to this podcast to yeah. just be like, yeah, it's good. You know, yeah. when you're like, comedy and timing and twenty minutes of it and yeah. all that content, it was just too much. But yeah, to go back to your question, um, I just think I I like really enjoyed my days when I was doing all that and not feeling stressed about all the other shit that I was kind of doing and. And all, and also once it became not funny to me, it was really hard. Mm. And I'm not trying to take any jabs or anything. It's just certain yeah. ideas you wake up and you're kind of like, "This is what you're doing. Put this on. Like, be funny for the next 35 minutes." And you're just like, "I don't like. It's like I don't like this idea. I don't like. Right, right, I'm, right. I'm gonna go shoot this thing." And then yeah, that yeah. kind of how it started. I would like go shoot what I thought was actually ah, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. But it might not be the most banger thumbnail title. This that. But I was like. Like where I just felt like it's like at a certain point you're at a let's just make content let's make product let's just do what we want to do and people will fuck with it the following's there you know what I mean right right um so that that was probably how it started you know on a on a tour on a trip and this is the concept we're doing but I'm gonna go shoot this yeah like yeah, I kind of yeah. want to do this yeah so and, and and the getting arrested and shit and waiting to go on that uh. Verdict, and I mean, it was a crazy. I mean, I had to go back to Canada, yeah, and it was like a seven month wait. They were like, I know it wasn't going to be that bad, but they were saying like there's a chance of doing like six months and shit in jail. And I was like, that really set me onto a like it really fucked with my head a lot. Yeah, like, it made me rethink. Scary. Like, yeah, it's scary. It's like I've spent a couple nights there. I was like, I'm not fucking like these guys. Like, what, like you know what I mean? Like, this is like. Like yeah. it's I don't know so I just that really did uh switch my my thinking of everything and yeah. and you just kind of mature about it too and I really don't want to do any prank comedy footage that's it, we call it in the industry like punching down yeah yeah right if you know that you know it's just like the joke should be on me like I should be yeah, the yeah. joke and yeah. then it's funny yeah. I don't want to do anything that's like ruining someone's fucking day or some shit right. but um but yeah there, I think there was a lot of things and uh, I think also stopping drinking for a bit there was like made it even harder because my job was to go to the clubs and go yeah, to yeah, Florida. That's, and, that was my next question. Yeah. Yeah. Was like how much of a factor was alcohol and how much did that play into this? Cause it seemed like you made the decision to be sober right around that time too. Yeah. So if you're making that change, it's like, it's really fucking hard to be like one of the things you have to do is you have to completely change your lifestyle yeah. in the beginning. At least that's what I noticed. It's like, I can't, I couldn't go out. Yeah, you got to change who you hang out with, who your surroundings. Yeah. Otherwise, it's really, really hard. I mean, that would take, like, some inhuman willpower to be able yeah. to just do the same shit and be in that same environment, but not be in the same state of mind. Because, like, it, what you realize, like, bars and shit aren't fun unless that, you're that, drinking. That was what happened. It yeah. wasn't so much that I had this, like, problem, and I was and I couldn't be around it, or I'd be like, oh, I got to go get a beer, like... I wasn't, I don't think I had a problem. I just, I was unhealthy and, and not happy. And then when I, when I tried to do just a month, cause that's what it really was. I was going to do it to like, I think it was like 
the month for my dad's birthday. I was like, oh, I'm going to try 30 days. And then I did a year and now I just did two. But the, it was more about, I just felt so good not doing that. And then, like you said, yeah, then you go to do a tour or go to Florida and go do a club appearance, get paid for that, and then do this and hang out with crazy drunk fans. And you're just like, this sucks. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like I felt like I was working like yeah. hard. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just the lifestyle and everything. And so, yeah, I started doing my own thing. And I just think it it was bound to happen too, just a, like a split. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And it made sense. Also, by the way, I want to reiterate, this is, we're not like jabbing or... No, no. No shade to full send or no, no. anyone involved. I still think like what they're doing is incredible. And I think Kyle is like a master operator. It yeah. just seems like they're going to be successful. It's just like inevitable. And Happy Dad is killing it too. Like I look at what they're doing and I'm like really impressed, which almost, you know, makes me more impressed with the fact that you were able to like, you know, look at your own happiness and be like, I'm not happy. I'm going to leave something that's working. Because yeah. something that I've realized now that I've been doing this for like eight years or whatever, it's like, it's really hard to make something work. Mm -hmm. Especially like a, I don't know, like a partnership, a podcast, a piece of content, a series, whatever. It's really hard to like find that like perfect fit where you just get critical mass, you know? Yeah. And so to leave that, it was, it's just like, and, and to, you know, like then I guess like not really start from scratch, but do your own thing again, kind of mm -hmm. from the ground up, was like really impressive and scary. And Oh, yeah. It was the hardest decision of my life. Was sure. it? Yeah. It was, uh, and it took a long time. It's not like, that, that's not something that just happens overnight. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. lawyers. That's fucking, it, it's, it was a massive thing. And, uh, but now that it's been enough time, feels and, right. yeah, I, I, it almost feels like, why did I wait so long? Like, I mean, I was like pretty, uh, yeah, I was pretty down. Like, I was just like, what was I doing? So, yeah, I mean, but like you said, too, like, like starting from scratch, even though for people like us, like, it's easier. Like, we do have existing followings and all this stuff. Yeah, and, and knowledge. But yeah. it's not. I still feel that every day, even with the, like, little Sunday show I'm doing. It's, you're, I, I try to look at it this way, as you're, I am building a new following from scratch. I don't care as much about how many people come over. So I'm just, you know, kind of having fun with it and letting it like experimenting. But uh, I, I definitely, you can't compare anything. It's like, this is a brand new thing, a totally different genre, totally different product, totally different pace. Yeah. I'm not transferring any fans over. I'm growing something new. And does that excite you in a way? Yeah. 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 It's, it's super exciting, exciting, isn't it? it? It's up. I mean, you get tons of feelings about it. You're like you said, like, oh, I'm like, I got to put another three years and figure out this like formula yeah you know what i mean exactly it, it, it's exciting it's sometimes it's like fuck when was i gonna take that break because that was another thing i was just like fuck i just want to take like a like two week break and just or month break and just go fucking backpack across thailand or some shit like just get away from the circle for a bit but that's kind of something i've been dealing with lately it's just uh um like when do you do when do you pull that trigger too? Because I was like, oh, I really should just like launch this, get this going, get this profitable, like uh, make these connections, start these shows, get some, get a first few clients in there, so I can work on the road. But I feel like you'll get to that point, and then you'll you'll have so much more things up and running. Then now you're like, oh, I gotta fucking, I gotta really press play on this. Yeah, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm kind of deciding in my head of like, when when do you take that? that break from this yeah like you know what i mean like that feeling of like you're in this fucking la la land world that 
it's, I mean, do you, did you ever go to Canada sometimes just to like get out of it for like two months and then come back? Or would you like stay down here? And this was like your whole life. Yeah. I never really, I mean, there was a, the only like distinct point I took where I had like a sabbatical mm -hmm. uh, was after, like after I graduated from college, I worked for two years as like, just as an engineer, worked for a startup, you know, worked my ass off, a lot of hours, um, not a lot of payoff. And then finally had a moment two years in where I was like, I haven't traveled. I have some money save, saved up. I'm 23. Like, I should probably do this right now. And that's when I left. I left for like probably about six to eight months. Really? And then got back. But like, I, I don't regret it, but I definitely, I mean, I, I cherish those like memories in that time for sure. But you were doing like Vine or something before that? I was, I was doing Vine and stuff as I was going, but it wasn't oh, okay. my... Like, I couldn't make money on it yet. Oh, it was just okay. like, you oh, this is a hobby. Time. It's yeah. really fun to make videos. So, like, let's just keep doing it as we travel. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I look back on that, and I'm like, I'm really happy I did it. But at the same time, it almost felt like I was late to get started on everything else. Like, it almost felt like if I tried to make content and everything a go earlier, I would have had a little bit of a leg up going into YouTube, and everything would have happened a little bit sooner. Yeah. I but I don't know. At the same time, I'm like impatient and I think things play out the way they play out, you know? Yeah. And if you didn't take that time to go do that, it just gets harder as you get older, I find, to yeah. like actually go do that. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's, a, I even think about sometimes like, I'm like, I don't know what the goals are that I'm trying to hit to be able to go do that. But like, I also don't want to like go backpack the world when I'm fucking 48. <laughs> like I want to like do yeah. it when I'm still kind of young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or. Just kind of, I don't even know it's so much about backpacking the world. It's more like just... Uh, just taking a break. Yeah, like not looking at making sure there's an upload or this or having these calls or these meetings or whatever. Just So did you start Sunday like pretty much right away? Yeah, but it was it was building in the background. Like I, I, I it took me about six months to even come up with the concept because the concept really mattered to me, especially when it came to merchandise. Like I, I knew when I left, I had a big enough name that... In, name in that industry that I could have slapped any name on product and sold it. And yeah. that, especially where, for me, like, I felt like financially I wasn't too worried. So it was like, I didn't, I had no urge to go do that and just go do this for money. So I really wanted to take time building something that would excite me enough to want to do it for 10 years. Right. And, uh, and it's kind of complex, but I think over the next year, it's going to make more sense to yeah. what Sunday really is and the whole yeah. big picture. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm super pumped about it. Can we rewind a little bit and then we'll go back into Sunday? Yeah, yeah. A little bit later. So you, when you kind of removed yourself from the videos and stuff, that's when you started working more on the full send clothing. Mm -hmm. And was that kind of like the start of, I don't know, learning the ins and outs of like the logistics and design and everything? And that was kind of your first like foray into, is that the right word? Foray? <laughs> Foyer. Foyer. <laughs> into like, you know, running that side of the business and realizing that you could do that as like, you know, independently or whatever. I think uh, it's always been there. That, yeah. That love for that. Yeah. I mean, it was my very first thing when I was like 12 years old. Like my hometown, everyone there knows like it was this company called Dollars. It was a play on dollars. Okay. Like, it, was, it was very cringy, but the it was a skate company brand that I made and I used to 
have my own little mini drops and sell them out of my locker. Really? And, uh, and every, I had a small town, but everyone in my town wore it and knew it. And it was like, I, so I got a taste of how to, how to create product, how to do all that. How and how f- were you creating the product at that point? I was like hand drawing them, then scanning them onto like a printer or like scanning them onto a computer. And then I think I didn't even know how to vectorize yet. So okay. I had to pay $50 to some dude to like vectorize it and then go talk to a like fine t-shirt blanks online. Like I was doing the whole kind of mini process nice. that I was doing now. And, and then uh, printing them yourself? No, no. I would. Okay. I had like a like a fulfillment center. That oh, gotcha. Them. Okay. I just... Or I guess it wouldn't be a fulfillment center, but a, yeah, like a print shop. And then you'd sell them at school. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And like have a little pop-up tents at skate competitions and stuff like that. Huh. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's always been there. I mean, even when we did start in Elk and then Full Send kind of came alive, it was like, I was like the one trying to make logo decks and trying to, like I was, that was always what I loved doing as much as everything else was just as important to do in yeah. the brand and keep the, the marketing alive. Yeah. But uh. I think I just was starting to spend more time doing that. But I mean, it, in the background of all those years, is, and I'm not trying to take anything away from, we had a massive team. We had a great team, yeah. but uh, you, like we had to build a sourcing team to do all the hard goods and then build out the design team. And like, it's, I mean, probably the same thing you've dealt with maybe with like editors or this, like, it's not like you just hire someone, especially when it comes to design. I mean, I've even learned that over the years. It's you can't just hire someone that knows how to do graphic design and be like, make this cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it is a lot of uh, just testing and testing and and overseeing and references and like I, I think that it, there is a lot of knowledge there, whether you're the person physically drawing on the iPad or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I look at that too as like Virgil probably never really drew anything he designed you know what i mean he's you're like the director you know yeah. and you're just moving all these pieces and looking up references and creating an idea you know yeah but uh so i feel like that's what i like doing the most i've, I've even tried to dive more into actually physically drawing it and doing all that but i've just learned that that's not even smart for my time like, yeah I, you go get the expert at this you get the expert at that yeah and you're gonna do watercolor you find that guy like yeah. you know what i mean yeah but uh so then you once you sold your stake that we like that kind of set you like you were you're like money wise yeah. you're chilling yeah like you're you know i mean i'm a pretty anymore. humble dude like i don't i don't need a lot yeah but yeah i i think like i'm as long as i'm smart i'm good yeah yeah and you didn't sell your stake in happy dad no i kept that nice yeah Probably, like, that was probably smart. <laughs> I felt like that was the. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> I keep seeing that shit in more and more stores, and I'm like, God damn. Yeah, it's a it's a great idea. I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a great idea. It, it's perfect it feels marketing. Like, too. like there could be a better product for yeah that industry, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to compete. I feel like it's yeah, it's pretty saturated. You know, like yeah. it's it's hard to come up with like a new. Something that gets people excited when it comes to alcohol, I feel like. Yeah. And I think they've just marketed it so much, which is what it takes, you know, that now yeah. it kind of feels like it's it's becoming kind of like a staple in stores. Yeah. I think uh, Kyle made a good point in another podcast where he was saying, uh, like, he doesn't want to just, like, I mean, anyone can just market anything, but he wanted to the same way that no one wears a White Claw t-shirt but someone will wear a Budweiser shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that yeah. was the route for Happy Dad that I think it has potential to kind of do with with the name, with the marketing behind it. 
Also, the fact that it was kind of the first seltzer that was marketed towards a male audience. Yeah. It was a big that was like that was the original idea yeah i think that it stemmed from yeah because um, like obviously we talked about doing a beer and doing everything else but it was i just there was always a thing you'd go hang out with someone and they're like go grab a case of white claw but they always felt like weird at back in the day it was like they felt weird grabbing the case of white claw and like someone like chirp you or something i mean yeah it's like the meme too that it's like uh it's like a white woman drink and yeah 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 so you were around like in a in the original like ideation phase of Happy Dad. Yeah. And you had a big part in that? Um, in building it? Yeah. Um, I think with concept yeah. and design. And then uh, it kind of, yeah. And that was its own run. entity. Yeah. And you guys all were like equity partners in that. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I'm just, I'm fascinated with like creator businesses. And mm. um, I'm, I'm just, I, I, all that shit. I just don't know how much I can talk about certain things. That's and fine. I just don't yeah, want to get yeah, this shit all clipped out on yeah, you. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, that's totally fine. Yeah. I know. I hate the thought that all this is going <laughs> to. I wish. I wish. High? What? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to cut all this out, actually. You're, we're going to send you the the episode afterwards, and you're going to be like, I don't like any of this. <laughs> this is all too much detail. Just going to be us. Hey, what's up? Later. Hey, man, that was good. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> The episode's gonna be. Hey, have you have you been to Canada recently? Nah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So then, so yeah. So let, now let's get. I guess get more into into Sunday, and it's. I mean, it's a creative agency, right? Mm-hmm. And did you raise money for it at all? No, not yet. So this is all just self funded. Yeah. And do you had? Did you have clients like right off the bat? Yeah, pretty quickly. Really? Yeah. And how? That's just like through personal relationships, or. Yeah, like we built so many up, you know what yeah. I mean? And um, it's actually funny. Our very first invoice that we got paid from was Brazzers. What? Yeah. It, no we, we framed it and we put it in uh, Josh's uh, desk. It's no way. so funny because they gave us five grand to uh, design. I think it was like a 12-piece like streetwear little <laughs> collection for them. Really? And, I, and yeah, we did that. And uh, Did they sell it? I haven't even looked into it. Okay. I don't know. But uh, I would Google it, but I think maybe we need to cut that out too. Yeah, pop that up. <laughs> Bring up Brazzers.com real quick and let's just poke around and see if we can find the shirt. <laughs> but no, it, it was it was pretty easy to uh um to get that almost to the point where it was almost like a lot of people were reaching out and I didn't even have to do much sourcing myself to go make connections. But how did they even know? Because it wasn't it wasn't obvious right away what you were doing. I feel like you were a little like secretive about it. Or I guess I'm more looking at it as like when we publicly launched. I see. How, okay. it, like really like a lot of clients came in. Yeah. But the or at least a lot of discussions came in. But um yeah, it was almost but I also understand that world I think enough to see that like I could go look at a piece of talent even that does merch and talk to them for 30 minutes and find out like all the the holes of how they're either getting fucked or this could be better. Or why aren't you marketing it this way? Or I'm not trying to claim I'm like a genius or shit at this. I'm just saying like it, w- it was not hard because I would just find someone that I think has potential to make a big brand or just do a lot or yeah. something I thought was cool. Yeah. And then I would go, I'd grab like a little mini whiteboard and I'd mood board out uh, like a pitch deck. And then I would sit with my design team and just all the ideas, like I have like a checklist of from like logo revisions and all that to a marketing game plan for an audience to reach like everything that I would do. And then I would just like DM that to the person and be like, Hey, I think like 
and it's it's kind of maybe it's a few days of work you lose some money for paying designers you do all that but like just the possibility of i just like you, you got to talk before you walk kind of shit like yeah, I think, yeah. especially in la like everyone will hit you up and be like bro we're gonna double your shit like we just need you to sign this contract because it's 50 percent of all your and then they like do nothing yeah so i was like just kind of reversing it because i don't That's really great. need money right now so i'm like why don't i just when i see potential do the work and then see if they like get it and and yeah. that's just been working you know? i mean i feel like that i feel like that's something that people can learn from no matter what they're doing no matter what stage in their career they're at like oh my god if you're yeah. proactive about stuff and you prove that you can actually add value that is the number one way to get any sort of position job internship anything you want is is do that like do the put in a fuck ton of effort right in the front and be like look at how much i've already done look at how much i'm already adding to your life or to your company or your job or whatever like my editor, that's how he you, got though. what? Oh, sorry, cut you off. I was just gonna say that they, if they do the work, they package it nicely. They can get it to you. You know what yeah. I mean? They can. Like you, if you start with staff or whatever, like you, they can. That's how like some of my employees even are, or some shows that we're running now is someone worked on it really good, got it to someone that they could get a hold of, and that person brought it to me. That now it's a thing. You yeah, know what I mean, 100%. but anyone can. Anyone even listen to this like can do that for any person they're trying to get a hold of or that they want to work for. You know? Yeah. So yeah, if you if you like in that. yeah, totally. If you if you go to a job interview with pitches, yeah, and ideas, and you show you show that you've actively worked on thinking about this job and thinking about how you can add value, like that'll put you above all the other applicants. Yeah, right away. Like, hey, for the last month, I've been acting like I've been working here, and this is what I've I've done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just yeah, yeah. What were you going to say, though? Some, I was just going to say my editor, that's how I started working with him, was like I put out a, it was my first time ever, like, you know, putting out any sort of job posting for any, like, any sort of creative position. Like, before that, I was doing everything myself. So it was mm -hmm. the first time that I was like, okay, I'm outsourcing some of the creative now. Like, yeah. this has Trusting to be Trusting the comedy exactly. and, yeah. And James, my editor, like, replied to the job posting, but edited a video of himself in my style applying. Wow. And this was, you know, this was like almost four years ago now. So you could see it and be like, oh, that is how I would edit that to be funny. To yeah, go exactly. into that. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was like, oh, it made me feel so much better that already there was proof that if I gave this guy some money, like I, I could trust that this would, that I would be okay with like the product, you know? Yeah. They skipped a step because if you had hired him, you have to go through that process for the first three uploads. You're almost like pilot testing basically. And yeah. you're, oh, don't do this. There's yeah. notes until like, I mean, honestly, editors are the, I've had it where I've had like four or five people in an editing room and cycled through new editors. That is the most time consuming. It's a little different when it's like, like I said, a lot of cameras, but yeah. the getting someone to really get your vision and your, your timing, especially with comedy and then having to go build a whole nother team or that person leaves and that was your head editor. Like, I don't know if you've ever dealt with that, but that is like the most time consuming thing. I find. Like when you find someone that gets it and then all of a sudden you don't like, yeah, yeah. yeah getting from, zero to that person yeah. is really, really tough. It can make sure. or break a, a channel or a show. Like, totally. That's what I've always thought. Yeah. And I mean, like, as a creative, you're, like, especially... Like, no one is ever going to 100% execute your vision. Yeah. Because, like, that's what makes you unique as an artist. So a little bit of that, too, is, like, relinquishing a little bit of that control. You yeah. know, for for a creative, it's like, all right, this isn't... This is probably going to be 95% what I want and then five... Or, like, whatever, you know? Or it's just being, like, this guy... This guy also has a great vision. Like I'm gonna trust. Yeah, it's and this different is gonna than be mine. a collaborative thing. You know, that, I think that's the key. Yeah. I've learned is 
Because it's never good to be like, oh, well, it's 80% there and who cares? Like, if you care about your product and your content a lot, which why everyone does, I'm sure you do. And it's it's more you just got to think like, well, maybe he thought of something funnier or a cooler way of doing this than I did. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's like a collab almost. Yeah. But, yeah. I was just thinking back to, I've also had people that have, like, applied for jobs via, like, the email or, like, the uh, the editor email and stuff like that. And they'll be like, I would love to work for you. Let me know if you want my cover letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of those. In <laughs> TMG Studios. You, you, you didn't just want to like attach your cover letter to that email? Yeah. No, but let me You're going to make me email you back in order to get the <laughs> first step of this process going? Sure. Let me know if you want it. I'll yeah, send it to you. Yeah. 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 You yeah. do some work first? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I do want it. Okay, let me know what email to send it to. <laughs> Make me Just a video. Just reply to this email with it. <laughs> we Give me a video telling me what you want me <laughs> yeah. to send it to. We're doing a, because um, I made one post about finding designers just because I feel like I can never see enough portfolios. Yeah. It's like, it's so hard. Like, I think we got 300 portfolios and we we ended up doing a, a 12 piece with one designer. Cause it was just like, wow, so hard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but we wanted to set up something on the site that was to stop all that. Yo, I want to, I want to be your joint roller. Like kind of, uh, you get a lot of just bullshit yeah. trying to work for you. Yeah. And I want to set it up where it's almost, they have to upload a portfolio, like a deck of designs, but also like fill out a form. And it's almost, I want to say, I'm talking to like the website guy, but I want to make it where like they have to fill out all these things and be checked off before the people that, yeah, yeah. like you have to put in some work or like yeah. it doesn't even go through. Like make it, I think you got to make it clear to them. Yeah. Like whether the site stops them or not, but it's like, or you just say that in your videos a lot. Like, yeah. hey, if it doesn't, if you don't hit these requirements, it doesn't even go to the first guy to then go to yeah, us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like write a haiku poem. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like <laughs> just take an SAT exam. <laughs> difficult steps just put a weird task in there <laughs> yeah to make sure they're serious yeah like i want a video of you running 15 miles yeah <laughs> yeah sped up because i don't have time i was talking to dylan francis he was telling me about how all like how he'll just put crazy shit on his rider to make sure that the venue reads it oh really yeah and so he had like black tar heroin on there and shit like that <laughs> they're calling him <laughs> no he got he got like arrested at the border because they found his rider and his tour bus and oh was like, oh, you're God. bringing heroin to the country? And he was like, no, this is a joke. And he had to like explain his way out of <laughs> It's out an of old that. like Whoa. musician. I think Metallica or ACDC yes, yeah. or somebody used to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't Aerosmith think he invented and... it, but he was telling me like, you know, he adapted that from. He went know, from Green and MMs, which was Aerosmith's to, to Black, Black Tar, Tar Heroin. heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit more intense. Yeah. And Jack White asked for like guacamole made on the spot in the <laughs> green room or something. Like this <laughs> is true, I think. Yeah. He wants a specific guacamole recipe made before he plays <laughs> so badass i used to always ask for a keurig machine and uh and to-go cups nice. like chewing tobacco uh, i yeah, needed yeah. a coffee before i'd have a chew yeah yeah especially when i stopped drinking i was really? like i'm gonna sit there and have 10 coffees and fucking try to have fun here so you're still dipping yeah yeah my it's my last thing i gotta, I gotta you want to kick it yeah 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 i feel like but i haven't tried but yeah yeah i feel like quitting nicotine was the thing that really helps like curb my anxiety and shit but i also felt like like you felt better at when you quit yeah it. yeah i feel like i it was there was a noticeable difference on how much i felt like i was gonna have a panic attack and how much i felt like just like uneasy and i don't know it just felt like my anxiety symptoms were curbed more than anything with sleep 
and yeah. quitting nicotine. I was just talking about this last night with um, like the idea that that could be like the last thing that's like it's weird because I think of when I think of like chew or nicotine as I think of it as a when I am stressed, it's like a thing that yeah. helps yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. really it's your body's just immune to it. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, like I feel like sleep, like diet, fit, like yeah, everything I've like perfected now. Yeah. And it's like the last thing, but I still deal with fucking all that shit. And yeah. I feel like that might be the, it'd be interesting. It'd probably be a I, rough I, few weeks though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also feel like dip is like, it's like analog. It's like old school tobacco where the nicotine levels aren't like insane. I don't like know. Like all the shit I that I was doing worse. with Zin and vaping. Oh, you were doing Zin? Like yeah, patches? and they're just fucking strong. Yeah. The the pouches, not the, pa- you said patches or pouches? Pouches. Yeah, pouches, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, 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 there's two, there's like, I forget the milligrams, but you know, there's like three and oh, there's, there's six ones. and I was doing the six. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a strong one. So I don't know how that compares to. I, I only know the comparison to cigarettes. I mean, I'm going to get it wrong, but I feel like someone told me it's like a pack of cigarettes is like, I don't know, it was something crazy. Okay. I remember hearing it and I was like, oh, fuck, this is probably going to... Did you get, like, weird withdrawals or anything like that when you stopped? Like, did you get headaches for a week or something? Um, No, not really. You just cold turkey did? Yeah. Really? When was I that? mean, I, I kind of feel like also, like, stopping drinking and getting better sleep, too. I just, like, felt better in general. So maybe I was having withdrawal symptoms, but I just, like, didn't really... Yeah, I didn't feel it. It wasn't crazy. I've never really... I've been able to... I've been able to like get off nicotine and there, and I was never really doing it that often. It was yeah. probably like one pouch a day, really, which I guess is often. I don't, I don't really know. Is that often? No, I mean, no. I mean, I think how much are you dip like, like average? Yeah, seven. Yeah, so you yeah. might you might have some withdrawal symptoms <laughs> after that. <laughs> It's ba- I mean, you, I'm going to intermittent vast it first. Yeah, okay. Because I wake up and I have a coffee and I have a chew. Yeah, yeah. And then I go run. I used to do it when I hit the treadmill. I would, like, I do it. the treadmill? I do it while I work out. I, dude, it's, it's ridiculous. I got kicked out of LA Fitness once for having a spitter. <laughs> it's bad. Like, which is probably so bad because you're like, like, I would always do the Stairmaster too. Yeah. That's why that was my favorite one. And yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like sticks to your lip because you have no moisture. Yeah. And you're, I do it. It's just bad. But Cody's a big fan of Stairmaster too. Yeah, I just been, saw that. Yeah, yeah I've been Cody ripping trying. the Stairmaster. How's the recently. bat, dude? Today is actually okay. So it's been four four weeks now since I injured it, right? Really? Yeah, right. Since I went on my bachelor party, four weeks, right? Yeah, okay, four weeks, a month. Wow. And like I've just been just slowly spiraling into more of a depression because I just feel like it's not getting better and I can't do anything. And then. Uh, this weekend I went to Sacramento because I was supposed to run the the California International Marathon that's there. And my parents were still running it. I knew I couldn't run. I still brought my running shoes because I'm like, just in case. Like, Oh, just, so that just happened? Yeah, on so, yesterday. You didn't do it? No, I couldn't oh. couldn't start. So like, but but we, I went with my sister and Kelsey and we started at the, where the race finishes and we walked five miles up the course, saw my brother-in-law and then we walked five miles back to watch my my mom and my dad finish. And so that was in total 10 miles, like at the end of the day. And then we walked to the airport and everything. So I kind of thought this morning I would wake up and it would, it would be like devastating pain. And it's not. So that to me is like, I'm feeling optimistic now. Oh, it's like the good. first, like first good sign finally in four weeks, Fuck. but it's been, it's been a bitch. Like, have you ever been injured in the middle of, yeah, you, mostly skateboarding, but 
Yeah, yeah. So what, like wrist stuff or? No, never, never wrists or like arms. It was always ankles and knee. Oh, really? Like my one knee is just so fucked. Really? I haven't even looked at it, but the, yeah, it just pops. It doesn't even hurt anymore. It just pops out of place and swells up like a grapefruit and then goes back the next day. It's like so weird. But And so you would get, like this would happen to you in the middle of like, like you would be, I don't know, like, tra- I don't know what's called with skating. You're not really training. You're just like. No, no. Yeah. Just that. Well, I guess this would be a better example. So skateboarding is where it all came from. And it sucks. I think we were talking about it. The but like you, you get kind of good again at skating. You're seven months in, you're at your peak and then you, yeah, your knee pops out and you're out for like two months. Yeah. And then you got to go back and kind of, it all, it's, it takes a while to get back to that, you yeah. know, kickflip front board slide or like trying some actual heavy shit and that gets pretty old and but now with MMA I've been doing for like over a year now and that feels more like kind of like how you're doing the Cody trains thing yeah I can definitely relate to getting an injury and then being away from that when you feel like oh every I was because I was training like five six days a week yeah you felt like oh I'm getting better every fucking week like this is sick like my cardio is getting better this and then but it all feels like it really depends on you doing it every day yeah you know like, I feel like that's one of the reasons why you get so much better or you feel the results is because you're, like, trusting the process and just sticking to it. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the number one thing in order to make progress in anything is you just got to, like, do it. You just got to show up every day and do it. Yeah. So the fact that you can't do that, like, bare minimum thing is so, like... A lot of your just, happiness is dedicated to that now. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. like the whole reason I found happiness through this stuff was being able to rely on myself, you know? It was like, oh, I'm getting up and doing this. Like, I can finally, like, trust myself again, yeah. you know? And now that I can't do that again, it's like, I just feel like I'm back back at square one. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I think it's, for one, I think with your Cody Trains channel, that's it, you should definitely keep filming it. I think Do you that, like it? Yeah, it's great. Really? Yeah, yeah it's good. And, I uh, appreciate it when you reached out and told me that. I was really, yeah. really fired up. Cause, like, no, it's fire. It's sick. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And then you still have your comedy it. in it, you know what I mean? It's still you. Yeah. But it's, uh. I wonder if I'm also really liking it because I feel like it's very, I can connect to it a lot more too. Yeah. Like I'm kind of thinking like, you know, about health and trying to, I mean, I j- literally just got into running right when you started that. So it was, I was literally watching, I don't know if you've ever done this. I've never been a runner my whole life, but I'm watching videos about a guy running. And I yeah. Just Which that. video? I don't know. I, okay, I, okay. I clicked a few and like, but I'm like I'm the guy who used to go to Thrasher and watch skate videos and now I'm, I'm watching like some guy talk about running and yeah. it's just funny yeah <laughs> like, but no nah, I'm like I'm really into it it's how good. is it going it's good yeah what's your do you have a goal or anything um I'm doing like mileage or yeah I think I just something because my, my problem is I fucking go 100 into fucking everything right. I do and yeah. then I can burn myself out and then I lose it. And I, I like this a lot. And I think it's really healthy for me. So I'm trying to, I think I want to do 75 miles a month as a goal. Nice. And, and I'm doing about, I do at least 2.5 miles every morning. Nice. I just go to South Bay and just run on there. And uh, and then some days on like weekends, I'll try to go do, like the farthest I've even gone is six, I think. Nice. But uh, it's crazy when you first start to be like, you hear someone say like, Oh yeah, yeah, I did five miles, and you're like, when you first start, you're, you're like, like, you just what? ran for like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where'd you stop? Like, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, you're yeah. like, I don't, you don't understand. Yeah, like, I'll like run to the end of the road and be like, all right, well, I was, I'm done. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's funny that your body just like adapts. And yeah, you can run. It's all pace. It's so connected to MMA. It's weird. Like how so? Um, I feel like with that, 
the same thing with doing rounds and like building up your cardio and your heart coming up and down and like say someone's like a crazy athlete but they've never trained uh, boxing before right and then they go try to do five rounds that person's still gonna die out at like two right 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 he's got great cardio health but he doesn't know how to pace himself in, uh, like, yeah, it's yeah. all about exerting energy right yeah because because i could go do five rounds of boxing and be fine but then go run and be shit yeah because i think it's just because i know how to like when to like you're not just tense the whole fucking time yeah. like i remember the first time i even tried sparring i was i was like th- i like threw up at the gym because i was just like <laughs> you know what i mean you're yeah, just yeah. like you're like and then you it's funny to watch those footage and then go see footage now and you're just like so much more like Relax. Yeah, you're relaxed and you're da, da, da. like yeah, yeah. you go fast when you need to, yeah. kind of thing. But uh yeah, no, it's fun. So you started all this like I mean, it was just like hand in hand with like being sober and are you still sober? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like when you made that decision, is that when well, I, I don't drink. Yeah. I don't drink, yeah. yeah. I, I've learned that you can You do cocaine. I do cocaine. Uh, <laughs> People get mad at me that I do cocaine <laughs> and I keep claiming I'm sober. No, I'm kidding. If, but if California like, yeah. sober. I don't drink, but I do coke. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll like smoke weed and whatever. Oh yeah. I okay, just okay. I honestly just like just don't drink. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. It's yeah. it's easier to say the word sober. But yeah, yeah people yeah, yeah. get so mad about that. But uh um what were we talking about? Yeah, we training. Training. Like you picked this all up like also like I, I noticed like it made it way easier to not drink. Yeah. Like in the beginning was just because it was like I want to get a good sleep tonight because I'm I know I'm gonna wake up and yeah run like 10 miles and so i want to feel good during that exactly yeah so it all kind of goes hand in hand for me yeah if i'm not gonna go eat jolly bees and then because i know i'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow what's jolly bees you know jolly dude i just found out about it (laughs) don't go you guys know jolly bees no i've seen one way out in the valley i don't which one are you going i think i've seen it before but what is it i think i'm where am i going it might be like inglewood or something pull that up i want to see Go get their burger from there. Really? They sell oh, spaghetti. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. It's so crazy. What? It's so good. <laughs> this is good? I don't trust this logo, you know? I don't trust that, I don't trust that guy. It took me so long to realize it's like a Jolly Bee. I just, uh, thought, I, I just thought it was a crazy figure. And then it was like, I, I used to call it Jubilee. Look Jubilee. at those eyes. Those are dead eyes. Yeah, I don't oh, trust yeah. that thing. That thing spits in, <laughs> but they spits st- in the food for you get sure. Fried chicken, you get fries. Enjoy your spaghetti. Burger, spaghetti. The spaghetti has has cut up hot dogs in it. <laughs> oh, let's dude, it's go. crazy. Wow. Okay, now, now you got me hooked. <laughs> and like a pound of sugar. Like you're eating the spaghetti and you're like, dude, I'm gonna get this tonight. Oh, here it is. Oh my god. See, this is this is how you know I'm injured because I'm like, fuck everything. I'm down to eat this every single night. Is it good? <sighs> See that's oh yeah I, I think it's good yeah I mean I've only had it once five thousand calories in that <laughs> this serves eight to ten <laughs> this is the I've had that for myself <laughs> for sure <laughs> bro I can put food away it's crazy when I see these food channels and they're like I'm gonna eat a hundred nuggets I'm like bro what? <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I might oh just go God, make 100? another channel just to like shit on people. I you should. Like, you should do Jollibee mukbangs. <laughs> just only? Yes, dude. People are like, this isn't a concept. You're just eating Jollibee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, people would fuck with that. <laughs> it's so niche and weird that people would be like, yeah. Straight mukbang Jollibee channel. <laughs> yeah. Just only the spaghetti, too, every single day. Oh. I'm back with the family platter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I feel like I this is something that I've wondered. I wondered my whole life. I understand it now. But what is a creative agency? I just called it that because it sounded really <laughs> good. No, I mean I could just explain to you what we do. And yeah, yeah, be better. I mean, sure. yeah, because I am just calling it a creative agency. But I think uh, I would say there's two sides. So there's like a media side, like a network, which is could be channel IP growing, like in-house making shows and mm -hmm. building channels and all that, and also writing shows, and then we pitch those shows. Right. Um, so you're making content for your own channel and for your own outlets, but then you're also building IP and pitching it to other people. Yeah, or or a retainer and helping someone else build their content okay, or see. producing on yep. that side. But uh, so, so everything that we're doing is basically <clears throat> for in-house, and then we also give our services to companies that we either see potential in or we choose. Right. So, and then the other side is the like design side and product development where we have our own in-house brands. And then we also do all that from A to Z marketing to like look books, like anything, you name it that goes into a successful company. Um, yeah. We just, for apparel or for yeah, everything, anything. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like we have a sourcing team so we can do like, we, it's, it's really endless though. We can, what we can do on that side. So, but, but you're, but you're doing shit for your own, for yourself, like the shoes. Yeah, yeah. Like that's for your own brand. Yeah, right? but it it's set up now with our ties with Italy that we can now go shop that to any other streetwear brand that doesn't know how to get into shoes. Oh, cool. And go make Italian shoes or go make regular whatever. Like if, you're, if your market's like, hey, we're trying to make a $90 shoe, we can go do that too and help them through the process. The, the same way that even five years ago, I didn't know how to do that and I would waste money trying to figure that out and... I just think it's there's there's so many people that don't know how to go do that stuff, and so that's we just do it as a service. How many clients do you have now? Uh, eighteen hundred. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Imagine. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? I'm not sleeping. <laughs> no. Um. Oh, we're a global brand, dude. <laughs> yeah. In America or in Hong Kong? What do you which? How many yeah. clients where? Cause you want to start with Hong Kong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, officially on retainer, I would say one that we're like fully doing that, which is Friday beers. That's our like, that's oh, a yeah, yeah. big one that we're doing. <laughs> and, uh, which I know is, them. I'm you're an investor. I'm right? an investor in that company. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh no, I'm, this is a it's a meme. Did you see the whole Jared Goff thing when I lied to Jared Goff? No. Okay, okay. Dude, I'm <laughs> sorry. I missed so much shit. No, no, it's fine. I'm not. I I just it was it's a way it's a story that's way too long. But um, I was I know those guys. I'm friends with them. I love them, and I love that company. Yeah, they're good. And guys. I was going to invest, but then all of a sudden was buying a ring and buying a house at the same time. So I all of a sudden had no money. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, I'm not going to invest. And then I lied to someone on camera and said I was a someone very famous. That man right yeah. behind you. Actually, I lied to Jared right, Goff. He was like, yeah. he said, oh, by the way, we know each other through another means. Like, you know, we both invested in Friday beers, and I was like, that we did. And so that makes us not only friends, but business partners. And then the cameras cut and they were like, do you want to cut that out? And I was like, oh, I didn't actually invest in the company. And they were like, so you just fucking lied? <laughs> and this is after I had already lied to him once before. So anyways, there's a whole thing about you that. You were also an early investor in Google, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Google Cody. <laughs> yeah, me along with Gary V. Oh, nice. we were one of the first investors in Twitter too, and so that's been a wild ride. And I'm worth billions of dollars. Oh, yeah, 
So that's been nice. But yeah, Friday beers, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, they're good. Dude. And they're on Abikini. They're like, right yeah, it's like here. literally right here. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing their merchandise? Yeah, merchandise, marketing. They also have great ideas for like shows and oh, yeah. creatively, they're fucking awesome. Their talent is fucking. Yeah. Do you know the Angus guy? Yeah. Hilarious. I mean, all Liam. Yeah. Like, dude, love all those all guys. Fucking. Super funny. Bro, I have a feeling with that Angus guy. Fuck. He's great. He is funny. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. I mean, he just, yeah, he reminds me of someone that would be on SNL or something. Yeah, yeah. He, I met him too. He's a great guy. Yeah, they're all super cool. Um, did you ever audition for that SNL? No. Did they ever ask you? No. No. The I, I had a few friends that did. Really? And then, uh, yeah, they they asked me to send in a tape, and I like started shooting one, and then I was like. I don't know. What's the so I'm gonna move to New York and work for eighty grand a year and do this. Like I was like, even if it did work out, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Was, was, I was wondered if because I had there was like a lot of people like in this kind of circle that really? said they were making it. When tape. was this? I'll say like four months ago, three months ago. Really? Yeah. Oh damn. Would you ever do that? I don't I don't feel like I'm like I don't have the character thing down. That's like the number one thing that you yeah. have to nail for the tape and for the audition is like you have to be able to be funny in multiple well, different characters and I just I don't have that I, I don't well the impersonating thing is what they kept bringing up and I was like I don't want to impersonate yeah you know like they do like I, I wouldn't I, I don't think I could do an impression or yeah, yeah an impression sorry yeah, yeah I feel like that's where it lost me I was like I don't want to do impressions but yeah you don't think you could do characters I mean I, it's just not really I don't know I, I've I've I feel like I've learned like through the last couple of years that I'm not, I'm really not that funny. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I feel like I'm good at playing off other people. Oh, okay. But in terms of like standing alone on stage or on camera or whatever, like I, I really don't have that many like characters or, or punchlines or anything like that. Yeah. So I just don't feel like I could, I could make it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think you're funny, but thanks, dude. I think you're funny. Thanks, man. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Go That'll be the ride? only clip that we keep from the. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The show. <laughs> Do you want to go bike or something? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Mandate. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I actually want to come to Huntington and yeah. just cruise around. I love it down there. And by the way, I actually always run. Like when this is healed, um, a lot of times I'll I'll like to do my long run. I'll just drive to Manhattan Beach and then park there and just run the entire strand down to Palos Verdes and then back. Okay, yeah, that's literally the it's same run I do every day. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that is my favorite shit to do. Oh, yeah. I love it down there. Do you go early? Yeah, usually. I'll go like 6 a.m. Yeah. And it's, it's actually been pretty freezing cold lately. But It's uh, the best, though, for running. Yeah. It's so nice. good. I, I don't mind running in the sun, though, when it's like so hot. Really? And I'll sweaty and I'll wear a sweater. Yeah, like. What? Yeah, I'm, I, I love working out. Like sweating a lot in heat. Like even when I train MMA, I have it like I, I hot box it. I'll go in and out of the sauna. Like really? Yeah. Like I feel so much healthier getting a lot of like like drinking a lot of water and like flushing the system. Yeah, that's fair. But I also uh, just I feel like we have as Canadians we're like we're like a little bit cold blooded or yeah. warm whatever. We like the cold. Yeah. Like I'm like conditioned to like air conditioning and like the crisp cool fall air. Oh yeah. Because it just that's always what it's like in Calgary. Do you uh, sleep in cold rooms? Yes. Yes, freezing cold. I, I don't trust people that sleep in like 73 and 72. I don't get it, yeah. I oh. I remember when we used to travel a lot with Nelk and it'd be like a big mansion instead of just like your own spot where you can control the temperature. Yeah. And like there'd be so many people that would put it to like 73, 74. And I was like, bro, 
I, I'll, I'll 65, 66. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll go cold with yeah. a bunch of blankets. Yeah, that's the best. You know how cozy got my yeah. dog there? That's like, the best. Dude. I think the only thing that's bad is you get super conditioned to that. So then when you travel or go to a hotel room, like oh, I, now I'm like, hot. I have like this perfect sleep setup where I have my bed is cold. I have a 15 pound weighted blanket and it's eye mask. So now I'm like conditioned. <laughs> I'm like the bougiest like beauty sleeper. So now anytime I go anywhere, I'm grumpy because I didn't sleep. Because I'm like, I can't sleep without my weighted blanket on me. and Yeah, I don't travel a lot. I I have my like same thing. Shit and, I have yeah. all my shit that I'm I need like structure now. It's yeah. like weird. I hate when I go to a hotel. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like when I travel even, I feel like I'll do that. I'll like hang out in the hotel and like watch five movies. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. go outside, go do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's weird. Structure is like so healthy for you, but I also feel like you can get stuck in structure. Yeah. You know what I mean by that yeah. kind of? Yeah, totally. You get you get kind of, you like need all your things that you do your thing. Like yeah. I'm sure like even not being able to run like fucks with you a bit because it's also oh, like 100%. That, that was part of your fucking day. Yes, yeah, so I'm falling you know back I mean? into all my bad habits. Really? Yeah, just because it's, and it's like, it sucks because I want to get to the point where you're back you know, on coke or what? Yeah, back on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to get to the point where, you know, it's you make a lifestyle change, but then it becomes permanent no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like that's one of the things about structure is it's great, but it's kind of a crutch because it's like it's like a cheat, not a cheat code, but it's just kind of yeah. You take a block out and it falls apart, kind of exactly. Yeah. Where it's like you want to kind of build the structure so that you know, you can, it's adaptable. Mm -hmm. So you can go traveling and still like eat healthy and all that shit. No, 100%. But that takes years, you know? Yeah. And it's like incremental steps towards that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you guys are <laughs> going to be like The Rock who just carries the gym everywhere he goes with him. When he goes travel, you're just going to have to. <laughs> that's, the that's, that's, that. that's, yeah. that's the ultimate, that's the, yeah, that's the ultimate um, solution to all this is that we just have to get rich enough where we can bring our lifestyles <laughs> with us no matter where we go. Like The Rock, for example. Just Your travel bed? with a, one of those beds. Bed, yes. Yeah, just flying with you? Oh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg does that. I saw a video where he was in shooting a movie in like London and he had the next room over was like shredded out and he had a full gym in there and like three coaches. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> like where if, you, where if they, I always thought of this, imagine he's like spending the night there. He's just there for two days and they like shred the next room, build a gym, three coaches fly out. But he wakes up and he's like, oh, I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. So we'll just, we'll pack this up. <laughs> like how fucked would that be? That's today, boys. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, feel like you would always work out. I, I, like, I, I, I don't work. think Mark would ever say that. No, I know. You know, he's working out no matter what. It's so funny when those guys like, they get up, they like, like say like, Two years ago, someone's like, I get up at 4 a.m. and I fucking grind. But then there's like another guy who wants to be like crazier. He's like, I get up at three. Three, yeah. But then it's like, when at what point are you just not like, sleeping? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, I get up at 9 p.m. and I fucking. Okay, but that's still the same day. So. Yeah, you're just. Are not... you actually grinding? I think you've grinded too hard where now you're lazy. You sleep 12 <laughs> hours during the day. Yeah. <laughs> you reversed it, dude. You're now a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I often wonder like what is Mark's relationship with his wife like 
<laughs> you often wonder. I mean, that's the first thing I think about when I read that he gets up at fucking two thirty a.m. It's like, okay, so you're like nocturnal, and your wife obviously isn't. So when do you ever see her? Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I get a spot? Really. What? Can I get a spot next door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I talked to your assistant. She penciled me into your schedule. Oh, that, I think that's a thing. Like, it's scheduled. Yeah. And if she's like, what are you doing tonight? You're like, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta talk to <laughs> Tracy. What are you doing tonight? I'm getting up. I'm waking up. <laughs> I'm up. <laughs> what are you doing later? You know, around midnight. Oh, that's when I wake up. <laughs> I will out. be working out. <laughs> Squats. Like, when does he see his family? It's not a human schedule. When does he, like, like meetings happen during the day, and I feel like, you know? I don't know. I don't understand it. Get him on. We'll ask him. Yeah, he's coming on next. I, t- I talked to him for a second on a FaceTime once. No way. Yeah, with, um... Oh, I like his name. Fuck. It's pretty bad. I have him tatted on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Domi. Jesus. Domi. Ty Domi. His son's also in the league right now. Yeah. Max. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I recognize that guy. Okay, yeah. so Ty was with Mark. No, he he just FaceTimed him when we were with him. We, oh, we, like, gotcha. I used to, whenever I go to New York, I'd meet up with him. He's, just, he's, like, such, he's like the nicest guy in the okay. world. Okay. How do you know him? Um, I don't even know how we met. I don't know. One of those just randomly met or something. And, uh, yeah. He's a cool guy. So he he FaceTimed Mark. Yeah. And just fucking. And what was that like? It was quick. You could tell it was one of those, uh, like, okay. It's 4 p.m. He's like, I'm just getting ready for bed. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a little nightcap. I'm just going to bed and getting up. (laughs) What's up? He's in his jammies. (laughs) I was just about to wake up. What's good? You ever been with someone who FaceTimes like someone kind of famous in there? there? You could tell the person who answers is like, like, like they're doing like a favor. It's like oh, the weird. Really? That's what it felt like. Oh god. Hey man. Yeah. Hey, nice to meet you, boys. Okay. Like, and I'm just sitting there. He's holding. Them. I'm like, oh man. I don't want to meet him this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I want to go work out at 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that feels kind of gross. Should we talk about like shows or anything? Like any shows you're stoked about? Yeah. Like dad mods? You want to talk about that? I mean, I saw you kind of like talk about it on the show, so it's not a secret, right? No, no, no. It's uh, We just shot a teaser for it, so I'm just waiting. I think next week we get the final on the cut on that. We just did notes, and uh, then we're going to go pitch it around. Nice. But, um, but yeah, we got lots of shows in the works. Um, I mean, I also kind of, kind of want to ask you about like how you guys are doing like Tiny Meat Gang, and you guys are building like um, like a network there, and you guys are doing other podcasts, and then you do like shows on there. Is the, the one you did, um, I don't know if that was a one-off or a series you did, but it was like Drunk cooking yeah yeah with i forget his name the josh guy. wiseman is he always in it or was he just like a guess uh so we did two episodes and then we did two additional episodes with him in it so oh, i think we've okay. done four in total right yeah but that's yeah. a series larger that's cody and will do so they don't yeah, really yeah. just do cooking they do they did like horseback riding and tarot card reading and oh okay. but that was i mean that that yeah. concept alone though was super dope yeah and super funny that's definitely and, like a fan favorite for sure is it oh yeah. okay yeah I, it's my it's one of my favorites too I laugh my ass off when I watch that. And you just, just wear drunk goggles? Yes, just that. Just Every time it, you look down the yes. camera, it's, it's so hilarious. funny. It's like an yeah. instant laugh. Yeah, I watched that with a few friends to like, because I loved, even if I like something, I love to watch it with other people and see when they're, you know, someone's checking their phone or some shit. Yeah. And like, I feel like, dude, that was just, that concept's great and so easy. So we should do it more? 
Yeah, I think so. Let's do it more. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. That's but, what we needed. How do you feel about, uh, unless you got you want to cut this off with the... No, no, I'm down to chat for however long. You guys are putting everything. So, so, so you got podcast shows, all this. Just because I was, I was working with FaZe on this and I kind of had this idea of that it should be separated. Like shows on different channels, but under the same network name and then all kind of tied together under a playlist. Yeah. Like just for the benefits of when people subscribe to a channel because they watch that video they're getting what they want and you're not like it's kind of like if you shot uh, a channel right like say Cody's Cody trains and you did that content and then all of a sudden you switched it. it's still you but you switched it and now you're doing like surf videos yeah and it's already hard to get though that audience to fuck with surf videos even though it's still you yeah you know what I mean yeah and I feel like the, like you're saying that would like tank the engagement it would it would hurt it yeah with it still being you but now you remove you and now it's and the concept, and now it's a whole another thing, and now it's on that same channel. Like Bert, is it Bert Kreischer and um, your mom's yeah, house? Your mom's house. Which yeah. I mean, they're killing it. But the what they're even doing too. I was like, I just look at that, and I'm like, how would I feel like these could do better if they were all kind of their own channels? Yeah, I mean, if, so and they could build their own followings. You know, we've we've definitely like experimented with that. Building up a channel from scratch is really really fucking hard, and I feel like there is a place you can get to like. That's the big negative is now you have zero subscribers when you upload that video. And it's yeah. And it's fucking hard. Like even yeah. even like like I was about to say, like Full Send, for example, they can start a new channel, I feel like, and like they have enough of a critical mass where it would be easy to build up like a five hundred thousand subscriber base or whatever. Yeah. But for us it's fucking hard. Like look at Cody Trains, you know, like I got really lucky with that first video getting recommended by the algorithm and stuff. And so that immediately probably got me like 75,000 subs. But even since then, I've only grown to like 130,000. And it's really hard to get anything over like 500 to 1,000 subs a day. And that's really fucking good for YouTube, for bro, for bro, us. Go subscribe to this. It's fucking great. I don't know why it does But that's what I'm but saying. I, it's like, I, I don't then, think this is bad though. Like I think like, that's like, I, I look at this as a proof of concept that if this, because I'm, I'm, I'm taking this as, this is something you like, just want to do anyways. Like that's what this channel is to you. It's like I'm gonna do this anyways. You're not. Yes, you're yeah, not yeah, editing 100%. it. It's not a lot of your time. Yeah. And and you shoot it on your phone. Yeah. I was wondering that. I was like, yeah. oh, does it suck to go for a run? You got to bring a camera or something. But oh, it's you, great. You're it's, just yeah. Yeah. This thing, I, the cameras on these are incredible. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised when I was like watching like one of the episodes. Like, oh, it is a phone. Yeah. But uh, so I will say like, and that you know, this is after me having seven years of YouTube success. I mean, that was that felt like a flex, but <laughs> seven years of YouTube, like seven experience. Years, seven million. But like a lot of fucking, like this is over a billion, I have over a billion views on my channel. And yet when I start a new channel, I can st I can still only get like 130,000 subscribers after putting out a, a weekly video for three months now or something like that, yeah. right? So for someone like Trillionaire Mindset, one of our shows, who are fucking hilarious. Both those guys are incredible and their show is fantastic and we put so much effort behind their show. Mm -hmm. We started them a channel because we were we were kind of had that same sort of thought as let's organize things. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, I feel like it's maybe hurting the engagement that people get, you know, TMG videos and also other episodes. So let's like start splitting things off and growing their fan bases. But it's really fucking hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Like, it's, you know, they've been on their own channel now for like over... When did they get their own channel, Zach? Eight months ago. Eight, Eight months? months ago, and we're just we're like fighting to crack fifty thousand subs on that Almost channel. At 50. And like their their audience is fucking dedicated. They have like 
people that pay monthly to see them do a bonus episode, like they really, really like what they do. So like the show is good, but I feel like then that's like, that's working. Yeah. yeah, It's working. Like a core audience that's just subscribed. If you take away like having to hit a certain amount of numbers for that to be like super successful, it's like, that's at least now it's in a spot where it can grow. Like if you, if you looked at like when you first started doing YouTube as like how hard that is to grow, like for the first one you do, if you just keep that mindset with all those new shows, because we still have this head start that you do have this massive marketing asset with all your other shows that can push it and talk about it. Slowly people trickle over, trickle over, but there's just something about when someone like hits subscribe to that, they become a fan of this new show. Yeah. And they weren't forced to in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not bashing anything. I'm just, yeah, yeah. this is just like everyone I meet, I'm kind of talking to about just to hear the ups and downs. Cause it's also crazy. Cause I said this about my, uh, your mom's house. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then, but then I went and looked at the videos and like, dude, a lot of them like do really fucking yeah. well. Yeah. And I'm like, I think, I, I guess don't it think just, there's a right answer. I yeah. think it depends. It totally depends on how familiar, because especially when you're dealing with like other talent, like mm-hmm. you're introducing talent to the people that are already just used to, for example, me and Noel doing our thing. And we're like, oh, here's two additional people that you guys should like. Yeah. That's really hard to do. And it kind of, it kind of requires us to continually sort of like, no, here, here, look, here, look. Yeah. And then now finally, like both, you know, Brooke and Connor and Trillionaire Minds that have like really dedicated fan bases that are just, that just fuck with them and don't watch our show. Oh, really? Yeah. And that took like a lot of introducing them to people, but also just like promoting them outside our network too. Do you put them through the funnel of all your guys' shows that hit really yeah. hard so that the audience sees them and yep. sees how funny they are? And yeah. Like, okay. We're pretty strategic with how we introduce a show. Like we have them on as guests. You know, it's not like... We don't just like drop them. We don't just drop a new show on people. Yeah. We have done that. I mean, it hasn't. Well, really... and we're learning too. And we're but learning. It, yeah. It's like you said, it's like when you have this channel and you strip away the talent and you strip away the concept. Yeah. And you introduce this new thing and then you expect people to fuck with it. And it's like, we're constantly doing that with new shows. And then you drop it on a new channel, Trillionaire Mindset, where it's like, go live on your own. And you just have to trudge through like building it up. It's yeah. like you have to weigh those pros and cons of like what's better, keeping it on your channel and just hoping that it just continues to do well and gets this new audience. Yeah. Put it on its own and just know that for the first like handful of months at least, you're going to be just trying to build this audience, which is what we're doing with Trillionaire. Yeah. It's pros and cons. Yeah, I guess the way to look at it too, I mean, a lot of these new networks that are dropping normally stem from a like personal figure that did it. You know what I mean? And I think that you can also just argue that I'm putting these all on one channel as a network and you should fuck with it because like I fuck with it if I'm creating it. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're just like the production company or the, you're a 24 and these are the movies I make. You know what I mean? I just think there, yeah, there's an argument for both, but, uh, I think we've all, we've also like kind of, you know, tried to switch the branding and the framing on, Noel and I's channel as like, this is a company now, mm. you know? And if you're yeah. down with this, then it means you're like down with the success of the company too. Yeah. And I think people are really like buying into that, which I'm glad because like we put a lot of fucking effort into this and we're really passionate about it. And everyone that we sign, it's like, no, this is family. You know, it's like they get us and we get them yeah. and they mix right in, you know? So, you guys aren't just signing anyone that could get views. It's like you're- Exactly. You're like at least for the time being, like we're a boutique yeah. agency, right? And we just, we want to- 
you know, we want to be one of those companies where it's like, oh, like all the talent are cool in their own way. And it's not like they're just kind of, I don't know, mishmash or like, you know, signing anyone or yeah. it's like, no, these are people that you, it's clear that they, they've been vetted and they match with the brand of why I like mess with these guys in the first place. You know? I think it took a little while yeah. for the audience to understand that too, because whenever we launched Trillionaire, they're similar to Cody and Noel. People were like, oh yeah, we get it. And then we launched Brooke and Connor. And if you go back and look at the comments, the first couple months of videos, people are like, fuck this. We don't, who are these influencers? We don't, really? but then once they started to get to know them, they started to see the videos and some people still don't like their stuff. But now they're one of our most successful shows. Their show's killing it. And they are yeah. family. Like people, like they're part of TMG Studios. Yeah. They're part of our brand. They're part of our universe. People understand that like Brooke and Connor is part of the TMG universe. <laughs> and it's just, now it's like, oh yeah, like that's TMG, a TMG show. It just mm. took a little while for people to, and now we launched Foul Tip and they're kind of in line with our brand. They are in line with our I brand. I saw that, yeah. So it's like we're building this universe of this family out, like Cody was saying. And I think our audience now is like, oh yeah, we're a company. It's not just Tiny Meat Gang. I feel like yeah. in the beginning too is also doubly hard being a comedy creator to be like, oh, now we're a business. And people being like, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, come on. You guys have been making fun of this for, you know? Like, yeah, do, do, yeah. do do anything serious after you've been like, uh, you know, making fun of shit for five years. Oh yeah, people automatically are like, "Okay, what are you, what are you trying to do here?" Oh, bro, I'm walking right into a wall on it. Yeah, I opened a creative agency. Yeah, I used to pack chews and yell, send it, and get drunk in a fucking sprinter van. You Although I, I mean? feel like people have always kind of seen your style, and they, I feel like they've always known that about you. That like this is something. I don't know. It felt like a natural path when I saw you do this. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it it did. Uh, I was surprised to be honest that like, I. Th- you know what it is? I think we spend so so many hours and hours and hours of our personality is online that people do know you more than you think. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Whether I was kind of playing a bit of a character for that whole like seven years, you know what I mean? Yeah. People still know like kind of who you are, yeah. what, what your interests are, all yeah. that. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like how many minutes do you think of you or is on the internet? I don't know. I mean like, I don't know. that. Yeah, that's that's kind of one of the downsides too with trying to do a lot of shit is now I have two channels, I have this going, I have TMG. And so I kind of realized like everything I do, like I've talked yeah. about this back injury 50 different times now. It's like people are probably getting sick of hearing about it. So it's like everything I do is I end up talking about or it ends up, you know, I end up showing it somehow in Kelsey's yeah. videos or anything. That kind of sucks because it's like something's, something's definitely should be private. But yeah, um, I mean, I think it's also like one of the things that you just, it's like one of the things you got to deal with if you want to do this. Yeah, it's just part of the the job in a yeah. way. Yeah. What's the what's like your what's the goal? I mean, like what what do you want to where do you want to be in five years with Sunday and? I think uh, just like just a big enough core audience, nothing crazy, but just like en- enough people that fuck with what I'm doing to be able to just keep doing what I'm doing, and that, if that's creating shows, it could be fucking write a book it could be this it could be um releasing a drop every month like and and not having to cure anything and like steer anything into a way to yeah. be more profitable and new. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i mean i'm yeah. just done with that so yeah. i just want to just be able to keep building what i'm doing yeah and and it, yeah it makes enough to keep doing it like that that's literally the goal i'm not trying to go fucking chase the moon or be a gazillionaire or yeah yeah shit. i mean it 
to be honest, I think honest, if I keep this mindset too, I think that that is kind of how you create great shit anyways. Yeah. How greatness happens. Yeah. If I just focus on that, you know what I mean? Sometimes when you like chase that, it's easy to fucking fall off the ladder a bit. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm also even just trying to just be happy. Like I'm pretty addicted to just work, like kind of what you're saying, like what, no matter what you're doing, working on something and slowly it's building like every day. Like my happiness comes from that so yeah. much. And yeah. I'm like I'm learning that. So I just want to start learning how to be happy outside of that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't have a big personal life or like a lot of friends or like everything is connected to a goal. Mm-hmm. Even like if I do MMA or I do this, it's like, oh, cause I'm trying to get healthy and do this. And like, I don't know. I just, I want to kind of also build a, a life as sad, as sad as that fucking sounds. But like, <laughs> Like so, something that like, like as much as I put this much work into all these projects, like I should be putting work into building a life. If I, does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it also sounds like, yeah. I mean, it sounds like settling down and like starting a family would probably. Yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like that's the, what's calling you. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. How old are you now? 29. Yeah. It was just your birthday, right? Yeah. When was it? Uh, la- uh, last Tuesday. Last Tuesday? November 22nd. Fuck yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks, dude. Can I, I can say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's a week later. Happy next birthday or happy belated? Those are the two things you can say. <laughs> happy, wait, what is happy next birthday? Like, next year's birthday. Like 2023. Oh, no. I'm happy belated. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. I'll text you like <laughs> more around the time, probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to see each other for their five years. <laughs> no, we need to make sure that doesn't happen. I'm down. Yeah, let's hang. I'm down to come down to Huntington. I fucking love it down there. Looks like fun waves there. Yeah. Like, I don't know a lot about surfing. I've only done it a handful of times. But the, it seems, someone was explaining to me that it's more like, like in skateboarding, like a bank ramp than like a quarter pipe. Oh, okay. You know what I mean by that? Like, is that kind of a thing? Like Huntington looked more like, like a gradual wave till like the, the lip breaks. I'm I'm going to sound like an idiot. but what you're comparing it to. I feel like I disagree with that. Is Maybe because I only surfed Huntington like in the winter, but it got it gets pretty gnarly. Really? Yeah, like barreling. Yeah, but it's like, better sketchy. than like Bay Street, Santa Monica. Yeah, but he's saying like the wave is more slabby, but I don't I don't think it is. Is that the word? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was just looking at waves when I was because obviously I run at Hermosa area all the time, and it just looks more like like when you get to vert or yeah, something. Yeah. And like, it's fucking hard though. Yeah. That's how you fucked your back, right? Yeah. Surfing. Fuck. Yeah. I think just from then, getting like turned in the water. Yeah, but like I didn't. It wasn't like I. It wasn't like I had that a moment where I was like, "Oh fuck, something happened." Yeah. It was like, "Oh, I hit my back. Whatever. Get back up. Kept going." And then the next day, I golfed. That's mm-hmm. why I kind of think it might be like a disc issue because I think it was just like the combination of those two things. Yeah. Something slipped, and then the next day it was like I couldn't get out of bed. So I don't know. Never had a back issue out of all the injury shit. I don't. I don't even know what it feels like, but I know it's fucking Sucks. brutal. Yeah. Everything's connected to it. So yeah. It's fucking, it's annoying. Is sleep yeah. kind of brutal? It was in the beginning. Like, I couldn't really turn over. Oh, okay. But now, now it's fine. So that makes me realize it actually is getting better. It's just getting better really slowly, so it doesn't seem like it's getting better. But now I can sleep no problem. Like, I can roll over. Everything's fine. So I'm going to try and maybe start working out again, like, later in the week. Yeah. Get back at it. Okay. I think we covered everything. Yeah. Anything else you want to cover? Anything you want to plug? No, should be good. 
Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> this was great. Yeah, this is exactly what what I wanted. I wanted like to come in here and just like chat with you as a friend about your journey, and I feel like we definitely did that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like catching up. Yeah, it's fun. I'm happy for you. It's very chill. Yeah, it's insanely chill. It's insanely chill. Even though we got this Infowars ass set, <laughs> <laughs> it is it is very Infowarsy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Um, I'll see you in five years. Yeah, we'll be thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have kids. Oh, Our kids will play. Yeah, exactly. Are you gonna be doing the podcast in five years? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Just change the name to like it's kind of chill. It's yeah, kinda, yeah, it's kind of chaotic. Old and chill. <laughs> Old <laughs> but things, chill. Things got a little crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Insanely chaotic. Yeah. Next time you're on, we'll have you do the uh, spaghetti from Jabali. Oh yeah. Called? Well, no, you're. He's yeah, gonna you nailed go on, it, dude. Jabali. <laughs> he's gonna go on my new. Jolly B. Jolly B mukbang channel. I'll definitely be a guest on there. I'm gonna do that alone tonight. So <laughs> let's make a channel. With no camera or anything. <laughs> let's make a channel and just go shoot that video and then never touch it. <laughs> and put episode episode one of ninety six or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> fucking down if you want to do that. That would be really funny. I'm down. All right, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks. Fuck yeah. Later, everyone.